Welcome, guys, to the Nisian Podcast. Thanks for having you uh, coming along with me today. Um, today, our guest, Felipe Levy, um, he's an author, speaker, aspiring leadership coach. And today, he's going to share with us a little bit about his story and how he got to this point. So, welcome, uh, Felipe. Great to have you on the podcast. Awesome. Uh, yeah, um, Talofa Lava, uh, Stan. It's uh, awesome to be on your podcast and being. Uh, you know, start of 2022, very uh, positive start and very optimistic yeah, for all awesome, future man. hosts. It's so good to have you on. And, you know, you've been one of our speakers in the past at our events um, and you've come to a lot of our events and a big supporter of the course. So thank you for doing that and being a part of that. And what I really like to do today is share a little bit more about your story of how you got to where you are today. Because, you know, a lot of people probably know your rugby career and things like that, but there was def- definitely a transition period that not a lot of people who haven't heard you speak know. And so I'd love to know, like, what was that like? Like, how did you go from playing rugby to being an author, being a speaker, doing what you do now? Yeah, bro, I think it starts yeah. way back at church. Uh, as kids, uh, as probably most Samoans would, uh, kids known uh, growing up in the Samoan church is that we, uh, uh, you know, we speak every year. It's called White Sunday, and you got to speak in front of probably close to 500 mm-hmm. to maybe 1,000 people. So, you know, you you start from, like, from your three, four, five years old, right up to your to your left high school, and even after you left high school, you're actually still doing it because your parents want you to yeah. do it because it's part of the culture. So, I guess it starts there and um, and learning, you know, and sort of stuffing yeah. up on stage. <laughs> so, uh, we usually get to memorize all these Bible verses in Psalm one, and, um, and 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 I, and I usually play the mm. play the bad guy in the Bible. <laughs> um, so, um, I guess I started from there, um, and I guess the journey. So I started in Auckland and I went to Dunedin and then um, sort of went through high school down there and and played a bit of a uh, – and sort of got into the uh, – my rugby after school. I didn't really make any rep teams, uh, but it really things started to happen when I left school. Um, and as most things, you know, it's just working hard and um, and then becoming a captain for the club team. I, again, had yeah. to get up again and speak in front of, you know, in front of the corporates, in front of, uh, you know, the other team. Um, you know, you can say you got to – uh, say in a way where it's you know uh, respectful, but also because of my first couple of years playing club yeah. rugby, we, we always lost, so it was always the same speech. <laughs> so it was, um, yeah, so I guess it's a lot of uh, so that was about uh, the twenty years ago, you know. So um, you know, playing you know, as, a, as a twenty year old mm-hmm. and getting into the stage or onto the you know to to the platform to speak to um, to the players and and to thank everyone and uh, and make sure the guys are motivated yeah. to turn up on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. And so, so that's, yeah. so that's really where you, you know, it's an interesting thing because a lot of people probably didn't know, didn't, don't really think of all those times, right? In church and, and, you know, being part of that Pacifica community, giving you the opportunity to speak lots and rugby as captain speaking mm-hmm. lots, but you've actually had all the reps done in, right? It's not like you just decided one day you want to be a speaker. You actually, it's what you did. It's you've been your whole life. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's uh, you know that, that common phrase the old um, you know if you do the old um, yeah. uh, the ten thousand hours, you know that's what quite a way known saying. But I think uh, as kids, I think we're, there's more than ten thousand hours because yeah, because you, you're not including the practice and yeah. your, you know and all the stuff ups. So um, and when you get to do it live, you know you can um, you know uh, you can practice and and get better. So, but also from a uh, from a Pacifica point of view, I don't talk I don't yeah. speak on behalf of all Pacific people uh, many. No, yeah. actually not even all Samoan yeah. people. I just speak for myself as a, as a Samoan, you know. Um, you know, as there are sort of different ways of speaking. And I guess my, my parents taught me how to speak, um, 
you know, in ways that, that are respectful. You know, I've been told off many, many times. Oh, that that was wrong. That was bad. That was bad. So, I guess the 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 biggest uh, yeah. uh, critics are my family, which you know, and it's good because because yeah. it, it'll shoot me straight. <laughs> so, well, I think my I think that's my mum. I think dad. My dad is a he's a bit of a uh, around around the world sort of person because he makes a story and it, and it comes back to the point. Um, so, I guess learning from them and my speaking journey, it's really yeah, helped. nice one. And tell me, I'd love to know if you if it is a moment you want to share like when was the first time that you got to speak on stage in this aspiring leadership like platform like where you're talking about things that isn't uh you know hey boys you know we played a game but you know turn up on tuesday and it isn't you know talking at the church when was that first time that you had an opportunity (laughs) to speak something around leadership Uh, yeah yeah bro that's that's a good point i think it was probably around mid um yeah mid 2018 uh and and that's the first time i got paid I got nice. paid. Actually, got paid to do a speaking gig. So I, I yeah. spoke uh, with my wife. So, um, so we actually we got a gig up in Northland yeah. rugby team, the Otani Fars. So uh, we drove up, and then um, I didn't know any of the guys. They were much older than me, um, but yeah. I knew I knew Rennie Ranger, and so I used to play against him. So he played with my cousin up there, Josh Levy. So uh, he was there. There's a couple of other thirty year olds in there who were who were nearing retirement, or so. And that's when I pretty much uh, spoke about. Um, about my topic, which is the mm. uh, which is change, and uh, and in particular, um, uh, the career yeah. Uh, transition. Yeah. What was that like? I mean, there's some there peers in the group, and it wasn't just a random audience. Like, how did that feel? No, I, I guess um, the, the, I think the topic came down to. I mean, I before about six months earlier, around Christmas after Christmas, 2017, yeah. I really wanted to be a speaker. I was still working in, in a, in a uh, charter school in South Auckland. I was, I was working with. Uh, this, you know, uh, with kids out, yep. at, uh, out in Manurewa. Um So uh, I had a number of years there of also speaking in the assemblies, you know, so it's, um, so I've always had that sort of passion. So I wanted to be like, yeah. a, like a Les Brown, you know, be like a, yeah. you'd be like a Tony Robbins, you know, be the, you know, these guys. So I guess I, I thought, man, I might join the, I might join an organization where I can practice. So I joined the, I joined the Professional cool. Speakers New Zealand Association and, um, and that's when I started to look at what, what, yeah. what the business of speaking was, or what I, what I had to do, and who I had to, you know, sort of follow and sort of see who's doing what. And, and because as most things, when you're going into a new a new career, you, you need to see yeah. who's been successful, you know, and also see those who have done the mistakes, and also, and also ask questions. So I guess from that, I um, I got my sort of first speaking coach. Uh, we we and we wrote down the topics, mm. and he said this is a big topic. Which is a which is a career change. So I thought, okay, I'm gonna use uh, I'm gonna use uh, yeah. tackle tackle as your acronym to, to, to tackle transitioning. Nice. So that's the first time I actually used it to speak in front of the uh, uh, speak in front of about thirty probably thirty odd uh, young men up in uh, up in Tiny Fars who were. Uh, it was interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. It was um, um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't easy talking to them, but I had to um, you know like most things don't yep. don't speak from the head. Yeah, you gotta speak from the heart. So that was the that was the that was the point. Uh, well, that was the um, the point. That was something. Um, Tim Dow, who was who was the manager, the, the professional mm-hmm. uh, development manager, who helped players with the careers. He he just finished, and I told him, "Bro, I'm coming up to the Tony Fars. Uh, tell mm-hmm. me what, what shall I tell them?" He said, "Bro, speak from your heart, bro. Just don't be flash. Just speak from your heart. Just speak yeah. raw. That's it." 
Yeah, so yeah, so I, I use that. I speak yeah. to the locals because you got to get the locals. You know, tell the locals what, what, bro, yeah. what's what's, what's going to hit the nail here. And I guess that's the that's really important to know what what really matters to them. You know, they don't want uh, blah 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 because they get that every week. Uh, you know, they can go on their phones yeah. or YouTube and watch whatever they, every topic they want. But in fact, being live in front of people and actually taking them through the steps of tackle and saying, "Hey, bro, I was once like you. I used to tackle you guys. I used to lose against you. I used to win against you." Um, you know, so yeah, that's, so it's just playing on that on that yeah. uh, acronym of tackle yeah, to awesome. engage with the audience. And when you you know, you give these speeches and these talks, and I've heard you speak, and it's great, your topics of what you talk about. Um, and a lot of people do need to hear this stuff because, first of all, I want to come back to this about specialised knowledge and, and creating, like you said, you can get everything on YouTube, but by putting it in your way and is really focused. So we'll come back to that. But, like, when you are delivering these things, what is some of the most rewarding part of it? Like, what? how did the guys at Tani Fars and, and other people, like, what did they take out of that? Is it different to what you think, or is it really? Have you got it nailed to the point where they take away exactly what you want? Yeah, I think like most things, I I, I go back to my years of playing, and I always thought of who are the guys, who are the mm. speakers that really engage the 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 team. So um, so I sort of bought, so I bought that bit of experience as well. So, but one thing I do um, is I, I I'm very I I, yeah. I get the crowd involved. So I don't just speak all the time. Yeah. I, I need to get them involved. I need to ask questions. I need to get them standing up, doing things, and to yeah. actually go through a tackle. You know, to to so you, because a lot of the, a lot of the regular players. Well, I'm being, uh, I'm just being, but I'm being, um, I'm sort of uh, the generalising here. But uh, most of them are are, are, are hands-on learners. They uh, they are uh, the kinesthetic learners. So you know, you can have words, but sometimes yeah. words just don't hit hit the nail. Uh, you know, it just doesn't hit, you know, it just doesn't uh, mm. mean anything for some of them. Okay. So usually having them to get up hands on doing things, you know, being active, uh, is something one get one way to engage, uh, uh, boys, yeah. especially, especially, especially the, you know, rugby players. So I had to do that. But first, I, before I did that, I had to, you know, don't go there to be mm. the, the person that knows everything because they, they're there. I'm in their territory. So the first thing I did was to sit down in the circle. I yeah. get them to, I had a race. So, Okay, make a circle, and then I want you to stand up and introduce yourself. And then, and the guy on my left of me, mm. uh, he had red hair, and uh, he had long hair. He, he plays for the Blues. Actually, forgot his name. Uh, played play for the Blues, uh, and he got up and he yeah. started speaking Te Reo Māori. I was like, oh, geez, this is me judging. So oh, no, he's Pakeha. Yeah. No, because oh. <laughs> he's a Māori. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. he started speaking Te Reo Māori and uh, you know, called uh, blah blah talking yeah. all la la. You know, they said as a waka, his monga, all of that. Then I was like, oh. Awesome, brother, and they went around the circle. Um, so, yeah, as most ways, that's what's one way to engage who where they're from, uh, you know, to you know, to understand where they're where they uh, you know, just understand who they are. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, I guess it's like going. It's it's not yeah. easy trying to engage, uh, yeah. especially in this age of Zoom or in this age of uh, of digital, um, because you know the uh, the attention span of a lot of um, audiences have pretty much yeah. decreased yeah. double. Um, so I heard heard one speaker say that it's gone from about twenty minutes to about yeah. less than about ten minutes. You know, so it's it's really it's really um, because of the age of, of digital and everyone's got so many apps to to keep them you know keep them focused you know keep them scrolling up and down. So when a speaker's speaking, yeah. you need to yeah. you need to talk to them. You know, like hey Stan, uh, Stan, uh, uh, I've asked yeah. you a question. Hey Stan, how, how yeah, are you? Great, bro. <laughs> doing well, doing well. Yeah, awesome. That's it. No, no, yeah, yeah, no, that's now great. I have you engaged. 
Now stand. Now stand. Stand. Please stand up and touch your head. No, don't, don't do that, bro. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, so yeah. So yeah. So you learn by yeah. So yeah. you get them to do things. Um. You know, and yeah. And have, have a lot of fun. But you also got to have your got to have those. Uh. You know those 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 points where, uh, those, those 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 topics on other topics. I mean those those uh, takeaways where they can take it and apply it to their lives. So, and and that's and that's the big and that's the big thing. You know what can they do? To take away from this talk to apply yeah. it to their lives straight away, because if you don't yeah, do that, it's a waste that's of time. Awesome. What What are some of the main things that you see people taking away from those talks? So what's and that's sort of moved you a bit that they've actually done that. I think it's got uh, because it's uh, quite an emotional yeah. topic, um, change and, and career transitioning. I think it's not only um, you know it's not uh, just athletes or regular players; it's everyone. I think. I think the. The last few years, we've gone through this whole um, mm. phase of COVID, uh, pre and hopefully post COVID uh, world, and you know this whole this whole sort of uh, topic about the great uh, the great quit yeah. or the great resignation has really come you know come come afore for a lot of businesses who are yeah. losing a lot of staff. So I think it's a, it's a topic that can be quite uh, uh, it is quite. Um, uh, yeah, something close yeah. close to close to my heart because it's something that I've gone through rugby, changing, forced to change, retiring in the early early thirties from your a job yeah. you're so passionate about and you love, but then you yeah. can't you can't play rugby all your life. So you, you know you got I guess you got to change up and uh, and find something else. So you got to you know so you got to sort of tackle things you know one from the, um, tackle you know step by step. Uh, so it's, it's a long it's a long process. So so I guess the, what they take away is the process yeah. of transitioning. So I give them the acronym of the tackle, um, and then I, I sort of, and also uh, it, it sort of also gets yeah. them thinking about what's next, because sometimes athletes or those who are in their careers are in the bubble; they're in their own bubble. Yeah. So when they try to get out of the bubble, you know, it's like, yeah. oh no, it's it's uncomfortable. So they have to go yeah. and create other bubbles. <laughs> so, so because you'll be looking in the same bubble for you know for a decade or, or more, you know, you, mm. you can only see so far. Uh, but but when you but when you pop that bubble and you actually step out, and then you can actually see what's out there, you can see a whole brand new world, which a lot of um, people don't see when they're forced to change or forced to retire or forced yeah. to to leave their job, or sometimes they leave the job because yeah. because the job doesn't suit them. But uh, um, yeah, so yeah, yeah so that, that's, yeah, that's cool, one. Cool, that's cool. a couple of things. And so for people who are without giving away everything that you talk about, because people want that. Find Felipe, and you can pay him to come speak to you. But without doing that, in terms of like people who are going through some change, right, and they they need to do some change, without giving them the full process, what's the very first next step that they should think about when they're doing it? Like, what's just one thing that most people miss at the start? I think like most thing is, uh, I remember a career advisor told me years ago. Um, that many people, many of her clients, she see uh, mm. uh, many lawyers. So the lawyers have been, they've gone through school, you know, and they've gone to university. They've, they've, they've chosen a topic which they see as probably their career pathway, mm. or they've been forced into it. And then lo and behold, uh, one, two, three years down the track, they hate it. They hate their job. So I guess the first thing is to understand what are your values? What are your values? So when you when you have your values, you know, defined and your foundations, you can. That's when you start to step out, and and then we then you get into the next step of terms of. So who can? So where, where's the industry where I can work, and where, where where do these values align? You know, you know. So how can I apply 
these values to you know to working yeah. with, it could be working with people these values could be working by yourself you could love being a yeah. being on your app i don't know you could be making creating stuff at home you could be someone yeah. who has something in the garage i don't know uh you could be a person yeah. who's uh, who's very outdoorsy you know uh or a person that's very introverted or extroverted so it depends on on your nature of your character so so that's the first thing i'll, I'll tell people uh you know yeah. f- what are your values i mean uh you know find out what your values are and then once you found find that out um you know, it's, yeah. it's a bit of a long process it does take a take time but when you st- when, once you start to peel back your you know how you're growing up your family values you know also what you know what makes you sometimes it's uh when you want to find a top something that really that you feel passionate about it's like uh what yeah. really what makes yeah. you angry okay. yeah yeah what makes you really angry uh, and, and, and we're not talking about any of the COVID stuff. I'm, I'm talking about you know, yeah. pre-COVID, you know, because uh, there's usually topics where people get really yeah. passionate about. They'll fight tooth and nail with their family or their partner or their friends. Oh, yeah. you know, they shake their head. That's something they should go and, and apply because there's something there mm-hmm. in their value system where, where they're passionate about and they need to sort of peel that back and uh, yeah. and then apply it to the next step. Um, that's yeah. awesome. So, so, so that's what I'll... I'll, I'll tell Yeah, that's a great, uh, really great advice. Do. I really love that about what what gets you angry because because you know there's a there's passion behind anger, right? And and we do that a lot when we're talking to our clients about core pillars mm-hmm. and branding and content and stuff. Like, what are things that get you fired up? You know, because those are the things you want to talk about. And as long as you put a yeah. spin on it that is constructive, not destructive, you can have a really good conversation about that sort of stuff, right? So yeah, I love that. That's a really good piece of advice. Um, I want to go back to that specialized knowledge thing because I see this a lot where people try to start a business or try to help people and they're like, look, I've got all the stuff that I know. I want to share it. But all the things that they know and want to share are just a YouTube click away. And so the value for that knowledge isn't there. But what you've done with Tackle and creating an acronym in a, in a specialized way of showcasing something practical steps and inspiring leadership behind it is how you create value from that specialized knowledge, right? So for you, I know you had a coach and stuff, and I think that's what I really like. Like, it's almost like you applied what you did in rugby to be a better rugby player, to be a better business owner. How important do you find coaches and things like that to get to that level of having that specialized knowledge? Yeah, I think uh, so important. Um, you know, we can we can watch YouTube's till <laughs> to the morning. You know, till till yeah. <laughs> till, till whenever. Uh, I guess when you meet someone face to face and you actually mm. start to talk to them, because face to face is so uh, it's for Pacifica yeah. people. Actually, for all people. So I, I guess it's really important the, those relationships, those face to face relationships. And in some cultures, they really you know Asian cultures, they're very about face to face value. You know, it's all about those relationships. Yeah. In Pacifica, same thing. In, in, in New Zealand culture, same thing, face to face. People want to meet face to face. So I guess when we when we when we sort of look back at um, at at what I had to do to get to where I am now is to get yeah. is to look at those who have done it and and actually understand what what have they done. What how how can I learn a bit of their process of, of how I can apply it to my life? Because so in rugby, like most things, I I, I love you know I love yeah. I idolize a lot of players you know uh, from. Goodness me, from Michael Jones to, geez, to, uh, 
to, you know, uh, normal, generally normal, you know, I wanted to run like him, but I wasn't as fast as him. <laughs> so, you know, uh, to, you know, there's so many guys, uh, and you look at them and say, what, what, what sort of attributes that I can take from them that, that that's natural to me, but what can I do to work hard? So getting a, a coach like yourself, Stan, you're, you're, you're a coach, you coach business owners. For me, it was to get a speaking coach. I wanted to understand how, to, how can I create a keynote? What is a keynote? Uh, what is the what is the ABCs of a keynote? What works for me? Uh, what works for other people? What is different? What's my point of difference? Because I wanted to, and another thing, why I wanted to join the speakers because I didn't yeah. see our people speaking. Yeah, brown faces, Pacifica, Maori. Yeah, we're, 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 we're great at church. We're great at family yeah. meetings. We're the best orators. <laughs> you know, I'm being biased here. Uh, you know, so yeah. my my mom could speak for days, and she was just. Mate, I thought, yeah. wow, that's a lot of knowledge, you know, because um, that's that's life. That's that's the whole, uh, you know, the whole um, yeah. uh, the indigenous knowledge, which is so untapped, which is all mainly uh, verbal. Uh, yeah. But when they talk, oh my goodness! So going going back to my speaking coach, I had to, you know, uh, it's most yeah. things you, you need to pay for these things. You know, you need to pay for people. You can't get things for free. Yeah. If you want to get exactly. somewhere, you got to pay. <laughs> so, so so there's always a cost to yeah. there's always a cost to success. So for rugby, it was always rugby training. If you went. If someone told me I want to be a regular player, okay, you need to train every day. Oh no, no thanks. Okay, well you can't be a regular player. So, so uh, well, sorry, I, I, I can't yeah. tackle. Well, you got to learn how to tackle. Oh no, no thanks. Well then, you know, maybe you want to be a fullback instead of the back. So, so uh, you know, you got to take away the excuses. Uh, and yes, you, you know, you got to sort of bite the nail and uh, and actually go in there and get someone that that you know you gain better trust and you see what they're doing. And getting them yeah, to, nice to take you through the journey. Hey, um, before we, like, as part of the wrap, what I'd like to do, is, I'd love to know first of all what has been in this business journey that you're on now, and it, and it's and it's still fresh for you as a business, right? What has been some of the biggest hurdles or setbacks or um, just things that hit you, like hit you from the side that you didn't see coming? Not COVID, because none of us did, but anything else. And then and then I'd like to know. What's the future got? What's 2022 holding for Filippo and what are your goals? So first of all, what are some of the big setbacks that you had that you just didn't see coming that was a part of the transition into business? Probably one of the big things is actually understanding yeah. what it is. What's it about? Um, you know, I can read all the books, but when you're in it, it's a bit different. It's like, oh, my goodness. Uh, you know, what, what, what products can I sell? Uh, actually, <laughs> can I sell that? You know, so a lot of it comes... And then, sort of, my, my second business coach, uh, you know, he said to me, "It's a lot of it's. It's like I was on a stage for a few months in the business where I was just in the first two quarters. I was thinking, oh my goodness, where he said, uh, you know, you have a rugby ball, Filippo. You have a rugby ball. There's a try line there. You're you're not mm. going there. You're standing still. There's no one in front of you. Love it. The try line's there. That's powerful. I love that. So." And, that, yeah. and that's all to do with mindset. Mindset, you know, um, taking away the lens, a cultural lens of being Pacifica. Look, look I, have, I have my values. Yeah. Uh, I also have rugby values, uh, but there's also values that I hold dear. And and one of them for business owners is that I learned is that, uh, you know, if, if, you're not, if you're not pushing your product, if you're not marketing yourself, then who will? Yeah. <laughs> so... So I had to. That's I guess I mean I guess that's why I speak to not talk about everything what, what great things I've done, but what I've learned from other people. A lot of the failures I've, I've had in rugby, and uh, and also um, you know um, there's a lot of things I, I apply to my speaking 
as you you heard at your you know when I speak at yeah. your um, at your event uh, uh, Stan, you know that was uh, you know I'm very grateful mm-hmm. for for allowing me to to speak there because they they, yeah. gave, they gave me time to yeah. practice my, yeah. my keynote. <laughs> so, win win. Yeah. So um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So I, I guess that the, yeah. the first bit was the mindset was that you, we had the ball in our hand. There's no one there, and sometimes we 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 had to unblock what's there in front of us. Um, yeah. So a lot of it's that mindset, um, you know, to because as business, as business owners we can become overwhelmed with so many things, and uh, yeah. oh my goodness, uh, so it's just uh, taking what what you do best and then trying to delegate yeah. as much as you yeah. can to yeah. somewhere else. <laughs> <Learned that>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's yeah. a journey, bro. It's a, it's a journey. I'm like, you know, it's a journey like rugby. You know, I, I started yeah. slow, small steps, and yeah. it's just going yeah. to the way. Just keep, um, keep one foot in front of the other, yeah. right? Yep. <laughs> you get <out> of that. <laughs> That's exactly. Just make sure there's uh, make sure there's Omnicron or this uh, or this or, or, this, or this Megatron doesn't come in or another or yeah. uh, the, or uh, Decepticons <laughs> that doesn't turn up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then so. Uh, you know, as the last question, what's 2022 got? Let's pretend Omicron's not coming. What 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 are your goals this year? What are you trying to do? Bro, I've got uh, got a lot of uh, big goals, bro. I've got big goals. So I've got, uh, I want to want to become yep. a uh, CSP, which is Certified awesome. Speaking Professional, which is uh, part of the National Speakers Association, uh, Global Speakers uh, Worldwide. So. So being part of that, uh, being part of the professional speakers New Zealand, that's a big goal for me this year. So there's a certain point I've got to get to um, to uh, to actually become a CSP. So that's a big goal for me. So I've got a, a 12 month goal. Uh, the second one uh, yeah. is my book yeah. launch. So I've got a book launch next month. So uh, I've got a, I've got the date 16th of February. So I'm yeah. releasing my first book. So yeah. it's called Tackle Your Success. So yeah, there you go again, Tackle Your Success. <laughs> so yeah, so it's all to do with. Um, uh, using the acronym to tackle a career transitioning, so I, so I take them through a step by step journey, and but also, um, you know, I mentioned a few of my stories in rugby, yeah. which probably people wouldn't know, uh, but also where I grew up, uh, where you know many people don't know why I yeah. grew up mostly in Dunedin, yeah. uh, most of my life. So people are quite uh, quite fascinated. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, there are a lot of salmons down there. Yeah, we, we all survive. <laughs> we all survive. We're very, you know, uh, yeah. So yeah, so Ooh. that's a big thing. So I've got a. So just organising with uh, my PA to, yeah. to to launch that uh, and uh, getting some speakers uh, to talk on that and uh, and uh, yeah that's it so yeah that's what I'm doing launching uh, yeah in the love mid- that's mid- so cool. mid- I can't wait for that as you know I love to read a lot so I'm keen to read your book so I can't wait for your book launch um, tell me <laughs> people listening if you were to ask like what can they do to help you achieve those goals if someone if someone if there's something out there the community, what is it that you want? What what, what could, you know, because this is what Nisian's about, right? Nisian's about how can we support each other. We all know how you mm-hmm. can support us. How can we give back to you? Buy your book. I think, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, well, yeah, that's one thing. But, yeah, uh, yeah that's, that's one thing. Yeah, buy my book. Uh, but I guess it's, uh, I think, yeah, I mean, come to these events, come to Nisian events. The reason why I came to your events, Stan, because it was, there was, I was always after a, a, a Pacifica uh, something different, something at the events which was, was indigenous, which was different to the norm. I've been to thousands of, yep. of normal corporate events, so I wanted to really apply, uh, you know, sort of my sort of um, my mm. sort of goals to come attend 
a lot of uh, these events uh, be with our people because we're, we're face-to-face people. So, and I guess, you know, if they go to these sort of events, like, uh, you know, go, yeah. we can always reach out to you, Stan, you know, get them to speak if they want to come yeah. and, uh, and get to know each other because it's, it's, it's so true. Cool. It's about helping each other. Uh, you know, we are, uh, you know, we are, you know, Polynesians are probably the youngest, fastest growing uh, demographic mm-hmm. in Aotearoa, New Zealand, you know. And if people don't wake up and yeah. smell the roses, oh, my goodness, because uh, we are the next, you know, we are the yep. next uh, wave coming through, you know, of a of lot of, and also Asian, Asia, Southeast Asian, it's a big population coming through as well. So I think a lot of people have to accept that diversity yeah. and inclusion is here. If they don't, yeah. they're left right behind. So, cool, um, man. Yeah. And also, yeah, yes, come to the come to the New Zealand Network, and uh, yeah, and you can find me on LinkedIn, yeah, uh, and my website, yeah, Hey, we'll put all your links below as well for people to find it and come to everything. But um, but man, it's been so good to speak and think a little bit deeper to things I didn't know, which is awesome. That was selfishly that's why I did this podcast because I <laughs> want to talk to people more and understand more of their story. But thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for being a big part of the network and, and all your support that you've given us over the last year. Um, and I look forward to catching up firstly at your book launch and then secondly uh, at the next nation. Awesome, brother. Yeah, thank, you. Love it. thank you very much.